0: And ask me questions if I was confusing. The evils of fast-tracking pictures. Let's assume you, <coughs> excuse me, you or your son or daughter or your niece or your nephew or whoever it is. But is. I'll, I'll just use you as an example. You are going to college. You're going to college and you're taking all the entrance entrance exams, you've done the ACT, the SAT, the whatever or the whichever, you've been accepted. They have accepted you into the college, but there is one specific course that you might not have to take. You might not have to take English 101. English 101 is something that, as you would run through your time at the school, English 101 Is something you would be required to take. It's mandatory. You got to take the English class. You got to take the this. You got to take Chemistry 101. You got to take whatever. But one of the classes you have to take is English 101, unless you can proficiency out of taking English 101 proficiency out of. What the school will do is give you a test to find out if you already know everything in English 101. There are expectations for you to be able to complete English 101. E- effectively, they're going to give you a final. They're going to give you a final exam. And if you can hit on whatever it is their number is, 93, 95, 97, whatever the percentage is, of English 101's proficiency test, you already know it. If you already know everything that they would be teaching you, there's really no reason for you to take that course, is there? There's absolutely no point in it. It would be you wasting your professor's time, your teaching assistants' time, all that everything, all that time wasted grading your papers, all that, you have better things to do. You have better things. Let's say you ran your college newspaper, you had a 36, or you you had an absurdly good score in English, in your entrance exams. There is a solid chance that you already know everything that they would be teaching you in English 101. Now, if you haven't taken English 101, there's no way you'd be able to BS your way through the English 101 proficiency exam. However, if you already know it, it's already something you're good at, you know it, you're solid with it, you are good, there's no reason for you to take the course. So you take a proficiency exam to see if it would be necessary for you to take said exa- uh, take said course. If you pass the proficiency exam, you don't have to take the course. You might even get credit for it already. I don't know. Depends on the school, I guess. If you do not pass the test, then yeah, you got to go through English 101 and learn all the stuff that, well, you didn't know for the proficiency exam. See how that works? If you proficiency out of something, you don't have to do it because you already know how to do it. When it comes to fast tracking pitching, people seem to think that a proficiency exam is kind of how it works. Hey, he throws 96 and most of the pitchers at that level, they're only throwing 94. Uh, He's got a pretty good slider. Um. Yeah, better slider, than most of the guys. So this, that, and the other thing. We're going to proficiency him out of that level. Hmm. Okay. You know what that starts to sound like? You know what that really, really, really starts to sound like? That really starts to sound like how the Chicago White Sox treated, um, Carson Falmer. Carson Fulmer. hey, he is a top-round draft pick. He's a top-round draft pick. He is in the SEC. We're going to have him almost entirely miss entire levels. We're going to have him pitch a level. If he does really well at that level, then we're, going to, we're just going to jump him to the next level. If he does well there, we're going to jump him to the next level. Funny thing, though. With player development, there are certain things at each level that ought to be being taught. There are certain things that ought to be being taught at each level. For instance, let us say you're you're not a pitcher. You're um ooh, what position we want to make? Let's let's call the guy a catcher. Let's say the guy's a catcher. Um, perhaps he has. Called games in college. Very few catchers in college call games. Very few. Some do, most don't. Normally, it's the head coach sitting in the dugout, standing in the dugout, looks at the scoreboard, looks at the batter, looks at his chart. Okay, this time I want a fastball inside. Catcher flashes out to the pitcher fastball inside. Pitcher throws the pitch. That's how it generally works in college. The catcher doesn't call pitches. The catcher generally doesn't call pitches. So if you say, hey, well, he had a really good year as a junior and he had uh, an OPS of this and uh, threw throughout this percentage of base, we're going to have him proficiency out. Why would that make any sense? Why would that make any sense? If it's absolutely a necessity for him to... 2021 draft pick, if it's absolutely a necessity for him to be in Major League Baseball in oh, August of 2022, then yeah, possibly it might make sense to proficiency him out of a level. But why? There is no that proficiency, there, there is no rush. The goal ought to be have the player go through an entire level, month and a half, maybe two months, if he's still kicking butt, then you move him up. Now, there are situations where you can have a player skip a level and it makes sense. For instance, with the Cubs back in 2013, Chris Bryant spent about a week and a half in Eugene and was far better, far better than short season ball. Everybody knew it. And if the Cubs would have run Bryant up to low A, which he probably would have been better than, it would have been a diff- difficult consideration for the Cubs because Jamer Candelario was doing his second run at low A ball. At um. Yeah, low A ball in the Midwest League back when that was low A ball. And... Trying to figure it out the second time through better than he did the first time through. He had not proficiencyed out of low A ball the first time around. So the Cubs decided in, let, let's leave Jamer Candelario where he is and move Chris Bryant up to advanced A level, see how he does there. It's fine because Chris Bryant was better than double A. His better than, uh, he he was better than advanced A. He was better than double A. He was better than triple A. Very, 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 very rarely is that the case. Sometimes, but very rarely. And usually with hitters, if you have a hitter who he's mashing, He's mashing at a certain level. You move him up to the next level, he's mashing at that level. You move him up to the next level, he's mashing at that level. Could you have possibly skipped him by the middle level? Possibly. Possibly, maybe. Um, Usually it's probably not a very good idea. But yeah, you could possibly get away with it. But with a pitcher, what you're trying to do is get him used to, it's not just how fast is his fastball. It's not just how fast is his fastball with a pitcher. With a pitcher, what seems to me to make sense is send him to the lowest level, whatever the lowest level is. Let's say he's the starting pitcher. Let's say he's the starting pitcher. Have him toss his fastball, his curve, his slider, and his change. Whatever his three or four pitches are. Whatever his three or four pitches are. I don't know. With each different guy, it's going to be different, right? Right? So, yeah, it, or with Darvish, it's like nine pitches, and the catcher has to get used to catching nine pitches or whatever it would end up being. But um, you end up sending the pitcher to the lowest level, whatever it is, and let him be there for five, six weeks, working on all of his pitches. And if all of his pitches at a certain level are a whole lot better, than the ability of the hitters that he's facing at that level. Maybe you don't leave him at that level for a whole five or six weeks. Maybe you don't have to. Maybe it's like, geez, we gave him five starts. He's he's better than this league. We're trying to do all those things so that he um, gets slowed down. Like, okay, uh, what, what what's his fourth best pitch? His fourth best pitch is his slider. Have him pitch his slider a whole bunch. Why do you want to do that? That's his fourth best pitch. That's exactly why we want him to pitch his slider a whole bunch. Because we want to find some sort of a basic justification for, we want to leave this guy at this level a little bit longer so he can learn some stuff. If he's working on his fourth best pitch and trying to perfect that, or pr- trying to make it good enough for him to proficiency out of the level, he's learning something. But then after a while, it's like, no, that we've got to move this guy up. Move him to a level where he will be challenged. Then you move him up to the next level, you know, try the same thing again. Work all the pitches. Do all you know, uh work on pickoffs when he get when runners get on base. You know, all the everything. All the everything. And generally with a pitcher, with a pitcher, he will learn something at low at uh, compound league ball. Pitchers learn stuff at short season ball when that's what Eugene was. Pitchers learn stuff at low A. Pitchers learn stuff at Advanced A. Pitchers learn stuff at Double A. Pitchers learn stuff at Triple A. There really is no solid, logical, legitimate reason to proficiency a pitcher out of a level of the minor leagues unless you, as an individual, have no patience. So, Jordan Wicks, Cubs decided we're going to send him to advanced A-ball. They proficiencied him over Myrtle Beach. They assessed what they saw in him. They assessed what they had in Myrtle Beach. They figured, you know what? We would rather have Jordan Wicks pitch briefly in South Bend in 2021 Instead of sending him to Myrtle Beach, moving somebody else from Myrtle Beach up to South Bend. And Jordan Wicks did fine. He did fine. It's not something that you should probably try to do very often. But if you do it in a certain situation, a targeted case, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, fine. No problem. So now let's move forward to 2021 what is going to happen with Jordan Wicks, in your opinion, in your opinion, in your opinion. He started at South Bend. Where do you think Jordan Wicks will go in 2021? My guess, he'll go to South Bend. He'll go to South Bend, work up his pitch count in advanced day ball. And if he does well in advanced day ball, then doing all the things that he does in, double, in advanced A ball, if he does well there, when he does well there, then they promote him to double A. Then when he pitches in double A, when he does all the things, all his pitches, all the everything, all the stuff, all the weightlifting, all the leg day, all, all the everything, when he's doing well enough at double A, whenever that is, and they move him up to triple A. When he's doing well in triple A, when he's showing that he's probably good enough to be a major league pitcher, then you call him up to the major leagues. Did you hear anything that I didn't say in there at all for Jordan Wicks? Fast tracking. Fast tracking is lazy, stupid, and inappropriate when it comes to pitchers. If you pitch a pitcher in the advanced A level, he's going to learn some stuff gonna have some good outings he's gonna have some bad outings you don't release him because he has a bad outing you don't promote him because he had a good outing because you're gonna have some of each with most pitchers sometimes you might have a guy you promote him to advanced A. his first outing is terrible his second outing is terrible and his third outing is terrible Send him back down the low A. There's no reason for him to be an advanced A if he's not that good yet. Send him back down. Why? Because he's not ready for it yet. Send him up. Tried him out. You looked it over. Didn't work. Send him back down. Pitchers have quite a few things that they're trying to accomplish at each level. They have quite a few things they're trying to accomplish in each spring training. If it if a specific pitcher is like most specific pitchers, one of the things he wants to do in spring training is go play some golf. Doesn't necessarily help his baseball, but it's what he does. A lot of pitchers like to go golfing. You know, you get your... The day after you, you're the starting pitcher, you do this... And the second day after, you do this. And the third day after, you do this. And the fourth day after, you do this. And one of those days, you might go golfing. You might go golfing because that's kind of part of what pitchers sometimes tend to do. Proficiencying out of a level. It's almost always stupid. Almost always. Like I say, Chris Bryant, at one point, it made sense. Jordan Wicks, at one point, it made sense. But the concept of fast-tracking means, fast-tracking means, largely, we're going to have you not do something so you can move more quickly through the system. We're going to have you not do something I'd say pitcher pitcher's order is fastball, curveball, change, slider. Fastball, curveball, change, slider. Fastball, curveball, change is his third best pitch. Slider is his fourth best pitch. If an organization says, we don't want you to throw your slider at this level. We don't want you to throw your slider at this level. Because what we want you to do, We want you to use your three best pitches, kick this league's butt completely and totally so that we can move you up to the next level quickly. That's fast-tracking. We don't want you to do all the stuff. We don't want you to do all the stuff. We don't want you to go through English 101. We want you to blow through this level and we don't want you to do any of the stuff. Or we don't want you to do all of the stuff. When Jordan Wicks is in advanced A ball in South Bend. I hope he uses all four of his pitches or five or seven. However many pitches it is that he has. I know last year, um, Caleb Killian had pulled up on using his changeup in 2021. Certainly with the Cubs, and by the sounds of it, also with San Francisco. Now, it wasn't because he was on a fast track, and they were trying to get him to the tri- AAA level, and then Major League, and then da 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 That just wasn't something he was ready to go with. He was using it in practice, using it in the bullpen. and eh, nah, it's not ready yet. How's that changeup coming? It's coming along fine. It's not game ready yet, but it's coming along fine. I'm using it. I'm working on it. I'm developing it. Then all of a sudden, finals of the Arizona Fall League. Hey, guess what? The changeup, pretty much ready. End of the game. They're interviewing them. Yeah, I used a couple of changeups. They weren't too terrible. No, they weren't terrible. They weren't anywhere near terrible. Fast tracking pitching is stupid. Developing pitching. Maximizing development opportunities or however you want to phrase it, whatever um, 2020s term you want to use. Go with that, but fast-tracking is indicating something that the pitcher ought to be doing is not being done. Something's not being done. Again, maybe it's the fourth pitch. Pull back on the fourth pitch because we want you to have a 2.19 ERA or better so we can promote you. That would be stupid. With pitchers, each season, each year, each level, they ought to have a level of success and they ought to have a level of struggle. I'll use Max Bain for example. Been listening to his podcast quite regularly he talks quite regularly about how there were two specific times two three times he was specifically struggling with something he was having a hard time at the advanced a level because this one thing that was supposed to be really important for him wasn't working Whatever it was, it wasn't working. Would it have been a good idea if the Cubs say, hey, you seem to be struggling with that thing. Don't do it anymore, ever, at this level. We'll have you pick it up in two or three years. No, that would have been stupid. That would have been absolutely stupid. What would have made a whole lot more sense is, you seem to be struggling with that. You want to take a couple of weeks off of pitching? And just work on that in side sessions? Or something along those lines? Eventually that ended up happening. And after he got back from his uh, time off on the development squad, he was much better. He had a very good August into September. When trying to develop pitching, especially... Pitching, learning to make mistakes, is part of the entire learning process. When someone says, this pitcher ought to be fast-tracked to you, or if they write that in an article, or if they're using that as a buzzword in any sort of kind of fashion, Ask a simple question. What do you mean by fast tracking? You know which pitchers go the fastest through a pipeline? The pitchers that go the fastest through a pipeline. The pitchers that go the quickest through a pipeline. Are relief pitchers that are only working on one or two pitches because they don't have to develop much. Let me see. Uh, um, Scott Kobos, left-handed relief pitcher. Two-pitch guy. Maybe a three-pitch guy. Pitched really well in Myrtle Beach. Know what they did? Moved him up to South Bend. Pitched really well in South Bend. You know what they did? Moved him up to Tennessee. Pitched really well in Tennessee. You know what they did? They moved him up to Iowa. Why? Was it because he was a starting pitcher and he was being fast-tracked? No, it was because he was a reliever and he was better than those leagues. Starting pitchers are entirely different from relief pitchers. Entirely different. Starting pitchers have three or four or five or six pitches they're trying to develop. They want to have three or four live pitches when they get to the major league level. So they are major league pitchers at the major league level. So they can get paid like major league pitchers when they hit the arbitration level at the major league level. Minor league pitchers, they got fastball, they got slayers, go for it. Chuck it. Hey, you're better than this level. You're getting a call up tomorrow. Next Monday, you're going to the next level up. Max Bain, he pitched all year in A-ball. Advanced A-ball. Why? Because he was a major league pitcher. Or he was a starting pitcher in the minor league level. Being trained to be a starting pitcher at the major league level. Maybe, perhaps. Maybe, perhaps. Max Bain will get to double A or triple A. The Cubs will realize, hey, I really like his repertoire. I like his this. I like his that. I like the cut of his jib. But in reality, he's a relief pitcher. Maybe that'll be the case. Maybe that'll be the case. Maybe it won't be the case. Maybe it will be the case. Relief pitchers are sprinted through a pipeline. Sprinted through a pipeline because they only have one or two pitches they go with. And if a reliever is throwing 97-98 and he's throwing strikes and he's throwing them on the corners. He's got a secondary of some kind of sort. Get him moving through the system because you'll want him to the major leagues if he's going to be major league good before his arm breaks. Because once his arm goes, he's a completely different pitcher. Starters do not get fast-tracked. Relievers do. If someone is saying pitchers are getting fast-tracked, they are probably very old school and still think what was going on in 1971 or 1981 or 1991, is still going on in 2021, and it's not. It's not, it doesn't, it won't, and it shouldn't. Perhaps with a new collective bargaining agreement, some teams will decide, hey, let's start fast-tracking starting pitchers again. There's a pitcher who was in an organization you're familiar with and probably don't like a whole lot. An organization you're familiar with and probably don't like a whole lot. It's a division rival. And they had a pitcher who they, once upon a time, not too horribly long ago, hey, we're going to fast track this guy. We're going to fast track this starting pitcher. And he rifled through the system. Rifled through the system. Got to the major leagues really quickly. Started his career rather well. But then, once the hitters adjusted to him, he struggled because since he'd been fast-tracked through the system, he hadn't been working on his third and his fourth pitches very much. Eventually, eventually after years and years and years and years and years and years and years of developing his third and fourth pitches became just fine but they weren't ready right away fast tracking for pitchers doesn't happen much anymore nor should it especially for starting pitchers so if you're hearing someone saying this pitcher ought to be fast tracked Let's say the Cubs have a really good starting pitcher in the Dominican Summer League. Last year, this year, next year, whenever. He's really good in the Dominican Summer League. What do you want the Cubs to do? You want them to fast-track him? Or do you want them to say, Hey, we really like your repertoire. Got good fastball? Got good other things? Uh... And I know you have those other things because you've been showing him in games and getting people out. Which makes more sense. Hurry him and have him skip out on some of his development time. Or does that make a whole lot more sense too? We're going to patiently develop you through the pipeline. And if you're using all three, all four, all five, all six, all 14 of your pitches and you're getting outs with all of them, then we'll move you up to the next level. And there, if you're doing the same thing, and you pitch really well for five or six or eight weeks, we'll move you up again. That's not fast-tracking anybody. It's having a logical, obvious, normal, rational player development flight plan. The White Sox... got a good start out of Carson Fulmer in double-A ball. Double-A ball. Said, that's it, that's all. We're calling him up to the major leagues. Major leagues. Basically off of one really good double-A start. It didn't work. It didn't work. Carson Fulmer did not properly develop. He didn't properly develop. Why? Because the White Sox didn't really even bother trying. They were too desperate to get him to the major leagues. What if the White Sox instead said, Hey, you pitched really well in AA today. We're going to leave you in Double A for the next four or five starts and see if you can replicate that. If you can do that well for the next, oh, four or five starts, then we're going to send you up to AAA and let you pitch in A for... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 starts. Then, if you do really well in AAA for 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 starts, then we'll call you up to the majors. Then you already have shown you can pitch well in AAA. And everybody will know it because they were watching you with their scouts. Fast-tracking pitchers is foolish and counterproductive. It shouldn't be done It generally isn't done, and if it is being discussed as a valid possibility, you should question why anyone is promoting fast-tracking starting pitching as being a good idea ever, even remotely at all. It was generally a bad idea then. It's generally a bad idea now. Perhaps Maybe back in the day, there were a couple of pitchers who managed to not get injured and pitch through being fast-tracked. But being fast-tracked is not a good idea for starting pitchers. It isn't now. It probably wasn't then. And it's not likely to be in the future. If there's a pitcher you like, get him to a level where he will be challenged. Have him work on all of the stuff he has to work on. And if he does well there for five or six weeks, promote him to the next level and give him a chance to do the same there. Anything else? Sounds kind of stupid. Have a great weekend.